Peter, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. Oh, it's all perfectly legal. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? Behold my greatest creation, Mac. And greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to episode 44 of Busy Playing Something. I'm your host for today, Joshua Larosa, joined by the Udi himself, Vincent Condello. Hello, hello. So and cozy. He, you're looking real, real cozy. Are they, uh, at, first, at first, I thought they were kangaroos, but they're clearly dogs, right? Everyone thinks they're kangaroos, but they are dogs. It's the green and gold that confuses it's, people. It's as well. Yeah, I, I think it was a mixture of both. The coloring, like the green with the, the kind of gold dog on there, just really made me think of the uh, the Australian kind of color scheme. And we're joined by, he only streams Pokemon games, Sean Harron. Yeah, Pokemon games at the moment. I feel like I am streaming everything, though. We, we joke about that every week, but I, I, I'm doing that. It's a great I'm nickname. I'm, give I'm the not people taking credit for it, but I am taking credit for that one. <laughs> but we are busy playing something. We are somewhat of a video game podcast. You can find us on Twitch each and every Thursday at 7.30. Uh, or you can find us at YouTube at Busy Playing Something, Twitter, Facebook, all those fun things. Probably best to follow us on Twitter. I think that's where you'll get the most uh, up-to-date information as to what we're doing. Uh, don't forget, Sean and Vinny do stream separately as well, so we'll be hosting all those streams. Speaking of streaming, a lot of streaming, a lot of twitching, a lot of... Uh, those things. Sean, you got any exciting news, any upcoming streams that we've got to look forward to? Upcoming streams? Well, I don't know about upcoming. Uh, I'm still trying to work out what I'm going to be doing on Monday because uh, usually I stream Mondays Wednesday, Wednesdays uh, on my channel for those of you who don't know. And so... And what is that channel again, just in case? It's uh, Holy DeBron. It's my Twitch.tv. Got that tag below me, but... Um, yep. <laughs> So I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do on Monday because since it is a public holiday, a lot of people are going to be staying at home and that sort of stuff. So I might start a little bit early. Usually I do Mario Kart, so Mario Kart Mondays, but uh, I might mix nice. it up this time. I might, might try something different. I might try uh, Master Chief Monday. I don't know. Master I'm, Chief I'm Monday. Yeah. I'm Master Chef Monday. I like Master the alliteration. Chef Monday. You dress Master as Chef. Master Chef, a Master Chief, but you're also cooking. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's all working <laughs> together. We're all working in the kitchen. It's all good. Yeah, oh, you. Yeah, I'm seeing you streaming a lot. You're really living up to the name, so that's, uh, that's awesome. Right. And uh, speaking of living up to your name, the producer Vinny, how are you going? I'm going good. I'm doing. I think I might be doing a very little streaming. I've dipped my toes in the streaming, as you know. I miss that. Yeah, we haven't dipped any toes in a long time. I know. I don't know. It's been. It's been a. It's been a hot minute. Some might say, mm. but yeah, I've mm. been playing a bit of league. Um, doing a bit of. I played like for like I got ten minutes into Sonic Adventure 2 Battle and I just got up to the knuckles and I did the knuckles level, got up to tails level, and I'm like, all right, this is where I put down the game. I'm like, no. Yeah. I right. saw that and I was like, man, like I, I wish I was there to be able to just see you through that. It's such an adventure. <sighs> Those it's knuckles a Sonic levels, adventure. Absolutely. Even the they used to make me. I remember as a kid, give me so much anxiety. There's only, I don't there understand. was two games that gave me um, motion sickness as a kid. The knuckles levels in Sonic Adventure. And the original Jack and Daxter for some reason. But I remember just flying around his knuckles, losing my mind, going, I feel sick. There is rocks floating in the air. I'm climbing up walls. I don't understand. Why is it green when it's the furthest away? 
to get the emerald. The emerald, the, the master That's emerald red, is green. Yeah? Yeah. It is green when it is furthest away, and then it's red. It goes from yellow to uh, red. You're poking holes because you suck at it. That's just, it yeah, look, I'm bad at it, but. Um, oh, no, I understand. Like, yeah, you spend like seven minutes on it. You're trying to find it in Pumpkin Hill. You're like, well, where the hell are these Master Emeralds? Like, when you when you get it and when you understand the levels, like, I'm, I'm hitting them like sub three minutes. Yeah, and, that's uh, good. It's it's very satisfying when you find them without clues. Yeah, no, and, without clues. Uh, a quick hello to everyone in the chat. Uh, hundred years late. Well, yes, there will be Pokemon news here as well. So, hello, hello, uh, Scottman and Alt Craig. Hey, how are you? Thank you for joining. Uh, we've got a lot to cover this week, a lot of news to go through, um, some exciting things out of both Nintendo and Sony. Um, Microsoft a little quiet this week, but I'm sure as this, as we record, something will go live, like Halo's coming out next week or something <laughs> no, like that. No. Just a bit the big drop. You've yeah, seen the but- new season of Halo, Master Chief, and uh, Master Chief Collection and Halo 5, new seasons? No? Yeah, they're adding new maps to Halo 3. If I, something, oh, I remember reading that, but what, yeah. what year is this? Yeah, they, they, they basically redid a map that was initially going to make release and then didn't, and then they've just released it again. Uh, yeah, it's, it's wow. not necessarily news. The seasons are better, but every, every game has seasons nowadays, and we've covered that. <laughs> so what games have we been playing? We are somewhat of a video game podcast. Uh, Sean, I'll start with you. Yep. What have you been playing besides uh, everything? Besides everything. So I've been dabbling in three key games. So the first one's Mario Kart. Uh, I was doing some comp uh, or at least some online racing on Monday, and I ended up doing pretty well. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. climbing the rankings there. Uh, on Wednesday, so yesterday, uh, due to uh, viewer decisions, I ended up playing Pokemon Channel, yep. which is an actual game on the GameCube. Classic. And I ended up finishing it in about five hours, first playthrough. So uh, that's good. I, I count that as another GameCube game that I've been able to uh, kind of tick off the, lifts, uh, off the list online, mm-hmm. such as uh, Super Mario Sunshine. And I've also been playing in my spare time some Valheim. I've got a couple of friends and we've got a server going and uh, we're, actually, we're actually paying for a server to be hosted and all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh, so you, you've, gone, you've gone full yeah, deep full into on, it. Yeah. You've gone big time, Vinny. It's too yeah. deep for this show. a month or something like that, which, which you know, isn't too bad if everyone chips in a couple of uh, couple of bucks or buys me a beer. It's all good. But so uh, that expendable income, it's fine. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, God, I wish. But no, Valheim, <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually really good fun if you haven't played Valheim. Um, like there is hype around it. It's well justified. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it reached like some sort of mail, uh, sales uh, milestone. I think like 5 million units shipped or sold or whatever it is. It's yeah. insane. I'm, I'm not surprised by those numbers. Like for anybody who, who hasn't played Valheim, uh, it's basically arc crossed with Minecraft is what yeah, I'm saying. Heard. And yeah. uh, it, it's got like Terraria bosses as well. And so like the first boss we did is like basically like a big deer like with antlers and stuff. And there was a group of about six of us trying to take it down. And the more players you have in a server, the harder the enemies are and all that sort of stuff. But we, we ended up having all these, uh, these keys to summon the boss. And so we did it like six or seven times. And uh, it's, it's really good fun when you're playing with, uh, with friends and everyone's got their own little houses and somebody's going off and getting wood. Somebody's off you know, mining copper Somebody else is trying to tame it's, boars. It's, it's definitely a Sean game. This is the type of game that Sean would suggest we play together. And then while Sean's trying to direct us as to what to do, I'm punch like trying to fight a boss. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just like punch trees, and Vinny's like, "Hey, what's this water?" And then he drowns. Like, I'm yeah. trying to fight the end game boss, getting my ass absolutely. What was booked. that game we even called again? I let's just not try to remember. Uh, 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 Drake's uh, Hollow. 
Holler. Drake's holler. That's it. That's what are the... Drake's doing running around? Uh, <laughs> speaking of Drake, Nathan Drake kind of looks like Nathan Drake. Vinny, what have you been playing? Oh, that was <laughs> wow. <a> horrible, <laughs> horrible segue. Horrible segue. Uh, you yeah, I'm know, trying. I'm you know, getting I'm, used to it. I'm prepping. I'm playing a lot of tabletop simulator. Mm-hmm. So in preparation for Digimon TCG tournament that I'll be playing in on Sunday. And mm. I got another game. I got another tournament that I'll be playing in on the 21st of March. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that one's a physical like card game one, like playing with physical cards. That'll be really fun. Ooh. And other than that, you know, in my League of Legends, grinding away, playing on my other account now, just because. You got a different account now? I, I have yeah, two accounts, yeah. just because. Yeah, you have multiple accounts. You always have multiple accounts. Yeah, you just want to oh, have fun. Know. You, you want to play one serious and you want to you try hard on one and then you want to have some fun in the other with, with the mates without you affecting your rank. Cards, right? Of course, of course. Is that, so, did you, so Digimon card game, are they standard size or small size? They are standard size. Boo. So I don't know. I like, I like standard. Standard Which is much weird. better. Magic, Pokemon, you've, you've got the big ones. Yu-Gi-Oh! Small, come on. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Vanguard are small. But Vanguard, it was, yeah, I was going to say. It was weird mm. because I was just like, cool, I just had these with all my sleeves and all my sleeves are small sleeves because I used to be a Yu-Gi-Oh! player. I'm like, I'm going to spend like $400 in new sleeves now. Not really, you know, but you card, know what I mean. Cardfight Vanguard has its uh, TV show on Netflix at the moment. Really? It has a TV show? Yeah. It's got a TV show. Same Anime. as like literally all of those yeah. like, card game shows and Beyblades. Oh, and what was that one? Beyblades. Dual Monsters. Yeah, yeah. Not, not Dual Monsters. Dual what Masters? Was that one? Dual Masters. I remember Masters. watching this going, what the hell is this ripoff? That actually had such a high cult following in like... Really? Yeah, in Japan. And then there was another thing like called like chaotix or whatever it was called that was like a western one mm. it was like there was like cell shaded but yeah and also watching digimon adventure 2020 which is really really good fantastic yeah. R- riveting <laughs> riveting anime riveting gameplay and to answer scott's question josh is hosting pretty much full time or whenever he feels like it which is always <laughs> <laughs> which is always yeah when, when i show up five minutes before going what live. about you you got i've uh, been it's playing okay. Now, I've been a quiet week. I'm still making my way through uh, Spider-Man, but I did try out the uh, Outriders demo, which is developed by People Can Fly, which are the guys that did, I think, Gears of War Judgment, and I think yep, they helped yep. out with the uh, remake of the first one as well. It's good. It's uh, like uh, kind of like a Destiny-style division. That's the one I was looking for. My mind yeah. was trying to go, which one was that? Uh, a division in space, pretty much. Okay. And, and, um, been pushing this so hard. Square Enix are publishing it, which is... Yeah. They're an interesting choice uh, for for publisher, but yeah, why not? And uh, it's it's good. It's fun. I think uh, it's not my type of game. Like the division was never my style of game. I, I need more of a story to to drag me through. But Vinny, what's so funny? Oh, I just saw this guy's person's in the chat. Twitch lasagna. It's like um, you seen that PewDiePie <laughs> song, Bitch Lasagna? No, it's, it's Twitch lasagna. Yeah, Twitch lasagna. Appreciate it's the name. Okay, yeah, so Outriders sounds like my sort of game. Yeah, it's a, definitely a Sean game. It's got like, it, it gives me very, I'm not a Mass Effect fan. I'm really excited to play the Legendary Collection, but it gives me like trying to be Mass Effect. Like you're choosing your vo- uh, your kind of dialogue as well. So they are trying in the story space, but it's just, it's just not for me. It's not hitting the right notes? No, it's not. But you know what is hitting the right notes? Let me tell you, we've got a jam-packed news week. We're going to go straight into what I like to call the shoe report. We need to get like a jingle. Some sort of maybe get Shuhei Yoshida to say something on here. Yeah, I can get a jingle going. You just never asked for it. I want a jingle. Producer, can we get a jingle added in next time for the yes, shoe report? Yes, we can. 
But we've got a total of six news stories to go through. And the first one we're going to touch on is the PlayStation State of Play, which was held Friday morning on Friday the 26th. Now, as promised by Sony, it was a 30-minute State of Play focusing on 10 games. Uh, some of those were shown during the sh- June showcase and some we knew were coming. And, uh, yeah, that was that was the conference. Now, I want to ask, did you guys actually watch live after the fact? Vinny? Uh, uh, I was definitely after the fact. I watched it. I think was it Friday when did it come out? Friday, Friday morning. Yeah, I watched it about yep. Friday evening, and then again just about a day ago as a refresher, just to make sure I capture yep. everything. Hmm. Sure. What about you? And uh, Sean, I work at nine to five, so no, I did not watch it live. Mm. <laughs> I watched it after the fact. Yeah, well, little old Josh over here did put himself in a Zoom meeting between nine and nine thirty. <laughs> just like, and my phone was going off, and I'm like, you know what, guys, it's I'm watching this, okay. Okay. It's uh, Shuhei. Who knows? I mean, it's Shuhei. <laughs> yeah. I was on Zoom with Shuhei and he's like, Josh, you need to watch this. But yes, as they promised, they did announce 10 games. And I've got nine of those listed in this topic and I've left one out of it because I've given it its own kind of news story. But we'll go through the games. Um, and if anything has stood out from the showcase, all right, let's start with this. What were your expectations leading into the showcase? Sean, I'll go with you first. We're looking at PlayStation 5 exclusives. That that I know, we know that we were they were talking about PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five software. Mm-hmm. The thing that I would have been really looking at for this state of play were exclusives. Like the only true exclusive we had was Astro's Playroom when the PlayStation Five released, and you had Demon Souls, which was a remake. Like mm-hmm. everything else was available on PlayStation Four, Spider Man, Sackboy, that sort of stuff. So exclusives was uh, was what I was looking for, and exclusive. I was expecting at least three or four. Wow. Yep. And we obviously didn't get that. <laughs> Vinny, what about you? What were your expectations going into the event? Uh, pretty minimal. Minimal. Pretty minimal. I didn't really expect too much, but I did call uh, Final Fantasy VII Part Two, or and I was, I guess, half right, and you were calling Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah, so... I was really hoping for sixteen. I was hoping for something Final Fantasy. And that day, as much as some of it was part of the showcase, Afterwards, I remember looking on Twitter and going, wait, what? What's happening? They're doing what? We'll get to that. But yeah, uh, yeah so some of the exciting stuff I'll, I'll quickly go through. I think uh, they started the show off with Crash Bandicoot 4, which was a clear Activision paid for a slot because they already announced this game was coming to PS5. They already announced the, you know, the, uh, the, back, uh, the free upgrade to PS5, 40 frames per second, 4K, all those fun things. But 40 frames per second. 60? Yes. 160 frames 4K. That's exactly there what I was uh, trying to say. Uh, four frames per second. Well, the original Crash Bandicoot was four frames per second, so we're not too far <laughs> off. But for me, I think my expectations, I had them high to begin with, and then leading into the event, I'm like, well, sit back. We're in February. Uh, we're not going to get a June E3-style showcase. So I readjusted. I was really surprised. Not not literally. Re- oh, I literally readjusted probably through few times throughout the press conference because you know you're sitting on this chair it's not so comfy but yeah i reset my expectations i was uh kind of disappointed we didn't see ratchet and clank being so close i thought that would be one that they would focus on but games like returnal uh from housemark games is obviously a second party exclusive that's that's looking more and more interesting being a roguelike it's not really my cup of tea but that's probably the next big exclusive coming to ps5 it's only coming to ps5 uh at this point does returnal excite you at all or is this one that's just not a sean game not a video game sean ah uh, look if it if it's cheap sure i'll pick it up 
like down the it's track. Full price. But, it's a full price game. <laughs> yeah, no, no, down the track I'll pick it up. But it's it's not one that's going to make me go out and buy it day one. Like this ain't a new Pokemon. Mm. Vinny. I'm going to watch someone play it, but I wouldn't play it myself. This is what Twitch is for. This is the benefits of Twitch. It's not a Vinny game, but I'm interested. Are we on Twitch, Vinny? Yeah, uh, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll quickly rattle through what was announced, and then maybe we'll talk about what was the, you know, your favorite game of the show, and then we can go into an overall reactions. But uh, Sifu was one that was announced. It's the guys from the uh, the Absolver uh, developers, Slow Cat. Uh, Slow Clap is being published by Devolver Digital. Now, this looks really cool. It's like a mixed martial art. I'm thinking it's a roguelike. It's giving me the vibes like he dies and he gets older and he keeps repeating. You got that really cool cutscene uh, of of Sifu kind of going through the what looked like the scene from The Punisher where he's – was it Daredevil? Daredevil. Daredevil. Daredevil, where he's just full on just taking these In the people hallway. down. Yeah, and if you remember, Absolver was a, a kind of combat game as well, and that was really good in that sense. So excited to see what they do there. Does Seafood do anything for you, Vinny? Actually, yeah, it's probably one of the games I saw. I'm like, oh, yeah. The animation kind of reminded me a bit of Mirror's Edge a little. I think it's just the red that made it more so vibrant and yeah. made it stand out. Just the the, mm-hmm. the harsh coloring of the red, but then the soft colors of everything else really gave me Mirror's Edge vibes. But yeah, yeah it, looks, it looks really cool. It's definitely something I'm keen to try out when I eventually get my PS5. John, what about you? It's one of those games where I, I, I feel like we've got a resurgence of roguelike games uh, recently. Like oh my God. They, they, they seem to like be hitting like the right spots at the right time. And I know they've been around for a while and all that sort of stuff, but I, I feel mm. better watching other people play them or um, like especially speedrunners. So like recently I was watching speedruns of Bastion. And it was like, yeah, like I, I can see why like this is an awesome sort of game. Same with Hades. You can finish it in like 25 mm. minutes. So I kind of see this as one of those games where I'm, I might not necessarily play it myself, but I'll definitely watch other people play it or speedrunners play it because I, I'm interested in that sort of you know, yeah. area of it. And I haven't necessarily said it's a roguelike. I just got that feeling from the way yeah. that they he dies and he gets older. It's like yeah. repeat, repeat, repeat. So that was an interesting point. Uh, obviously, we touched on Crash Bandicoot and Returnal. There was Knockout City, which is uh, which debuted during Nintendo's Direct last week. Yeah, Splatoon but, with a ball. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, imagine Splatoon and Fortnite had a kid. <laughs> They're throwing a ball instead of shooting. Yeah. Every game's got the same art style now. It's uh, a little ridiculous. Uh, Solar Ash, which is obviously the the Hyperlight Drifter development team, that looked really cool. It kind of gave me pathless. indie, pathless Shadow the Colossus vibes. Um, very much pathless. The way that they were maneuvering and you're kind of hitting your points to to go up. Does this one do anything for you, Vinny? Yeah, I mean, I'm still rearing to play pathless, but I'm keen to play mm. this game, Solar Ash, when it comes out. Um, Sean, do you have any? Uh, is this a Sean game? It's gonna hit hit anything. I might look. I'll play it. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'll go out and get it. Yeah. Uh, next on there was Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. There you go. We're getting another one of those for those who care. Uh, Oddworld <laughs> Soulstorm, <laughs> which they dubbed as a 2.9D platformer, which you got to give them credit for trying to – this is nearly like a AAA studio, but uh, Oddworld's obviously a longstanding PlayStation uh, – you know, I, w- I wouldn't say IP. It's been everywhere. It feels like it's a PlayStation character. Oddworld, obviously, on PS One. I, I uh, can't. I can't agree with that. I, 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 yeah, I, it started off with PlayStation, but I always think of um, a- Abe's Odyssey, mm. which was on. Uh, wasn't that on Xbox? Original Xbox. I, I think they were ported over there, but 
I, it, might, I guess. it might be a port, but like that—that's—that's the—that's the first time that I really saw an Abe's game. Yeah. So I always see it as an Xbox thing, even though it's—it's it's not on Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just sometimes you you connect things to certain things, and that's just the way it goes, right? Yeah. Vinny, what about you? Do you, do you are you a fan of the Odd World uh, games? I really like the Odd World games. I mean, I was a fan of Lemmings growing up, and then Lost Vikings mm. for. Yeah, could not beat that game for the life of me because that game was so goddamn hard. But Oddworld I could beat and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, make me feel smarter than I actually am. I'm keen to play it. I always like those really nice chill puzzle games. Um, yeah. Always playing from that kind of perspective. But yeah, yeah. I, I'll play it. I'll play it when it comes out. It looks it looks very pretty for a 2.9 3D platformer. Is yeah. that coffee or soup? It's both. This. Yeah. It's water. Water. <laughs> Oh, okay. And for me, Oddworld was always a series that scared the living shit out of me. I have played the originals, but as a kid, I remember this looking like nearly too real, even though you look at it now and it's like, does not look real. It's like Resident Evil. Like those dogs yeah. used to scare the shit out of me. I'm like, this, this looks so real. And now it's like, oh my God. Yeah, your imagination but, uh, plays tricks on you. Yeah. What's really good uh, about this game, if you are a PS5 owner and do have PlayStation Plus, it's launching day and date uh, as a PlayStation Plus game for April. So launching on April 6th. Yeah. Uh, the next one, which is probably the the most exciting one for me, was Kenya uh, Bridge of Spirits. Got a brand new trailer. The game launches now. We finally have a release date of August twenty fourth on PS four and PS five. Vinny, you uh, you made an audible noise, so I'm assuming you're excited for for Kenya or yeah. Kenya. It's actually Kenya. Yeah, it's actually Kenya, which means it's actually yeah. Raya the Last Dragon, which means it's Avatar Le- Legend of Korra. It's the vibes I get from like all those things, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, I really like the look of this game. I think it looks really pretty. I like the aspect, kind of giving me old school Jack and Daxter vibes. Yeah, 3D open world. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's just, yeah, I'm I'm keen on it. I'm interested to play it. I want to play it. I need that PS5. Fun fact, well, not fun fact, kind of like an unlucky story that happened today was I had, I got alerted that PS5s were available in stock. I went to buy it. Mm. I didn't have enough money. Mm. Yeah. So, then. and then by the time I transferred, they sold out. So, yeah. Jeez. Anyway, carry on. No Sean, for you. You yeah. excited for Kenya? Kenya? I, I feel like it's. I feel like it's another one of those sorts of games where, like, I'll, I'll probably give it a go if it was, you know, part of PlayStation Plus or something like that. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, but it's not necessarily something that I'll go out of my way to purchase. I feel like it's one of those sale sort of games. I think yeah. the next one that you mentioned, I'd, I'd be more keen on that one. Yeah. And uh, interesting to note on, on Kenya as well, it's not a full uh, $70 AAA release. It is coming out at a, at a discounted cost. But the last game on here, again, I did purposely miss one out, which we'll, we'll touch on in the news uh, a bit later on, is Deathloop. Obviously developed as a PS5 timed exclusive by Microsoft now owned <laughs> Arcane Studios, which is wild to think about uh sean you mentioned this is one you were excited for tell us a little bit why yeah out, out of all the games this one is the most intriguing uh not only because of you know the whole arcane studios owned by microsoft and 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 that old chestnut of what's going to happen is it going to be released on you know pc and xbox and all that sort of stuff but also the more i think about it the more i'm really like i'm really starting to vibe with what they're trying to do in terms yeah. of, you know, you, you've got your time loop where you, you start from the start it, and it's basically roguelike, similar to what we've been talking about earlier, where yeah. 
you, you've got to kill everyone. You've got to choose different ways on how you're going to do that, which path you're going to take, who you're going to kill first in order to kill everyone, while also the entire time trying to avoid somebody else aiming for you. Like mm. it's 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 really like it's a sort of game where I'll probably give it a go a couple of times. It, it's definitely one that I want to watch people play. Um, but I, I feel like it's probably not getting like we, we've heard about it a lot in the yeah. last six months. I feel like it's not quite getting the uh, the not necessarily the praise, but the attention that it's it deserves. Mm. And that that could be you know I think Arcane Studios and their their Dishonored games fell into the same bucket, right? They were they were loved by many, but it was they never really got the the praise that they probably you know deserve. And it's interesting; yeah. it is kind of like a roguelike. I think I'm hoping. If they could kind of pull what Hitman 3 is doing really well, where it's like you enter in it like, you know, you got your target, but the ways you can engage with your target is as involved as, say, a Hitman game. Um, in seven that, Yeah, <laughs> that on top of a really kind of compelling story, that it's definitely one I'll, I'll want to try out. But what about you, Vinny? Uh, definitely. You were talking about the whole fact that it kind of like in the praise. I think it's a lot to do with oversaturation. I've seen that game a lot or be featured a lot in the last like nine months or so so maybe it's just the fact that it could be a bit not overplayed but it's like Ratchet and Clank I feel like if we saw Ratchet and Clank at this trailer Mm. on this showcase I would have been meh about it I mean what more are we going to see for this game coming out that's in three months I feel the same thing about Deathloop but that being said the game does look very cool I'm same thing about Sean I'm interested to see other people play it because uh, you know that speedrunners can do this game to a mm. higher level that I would never be able to do. Me immortals. Yes. Yeah. Well, pretty much, uh, we've got a question in the chat, which I think is quite interesting. Um, does PlayStation have an answer to Game Pass? So uh, do how do we want to tackle this? What do you guys think? Do, do, yes, overall, do you Australia think... Yet. Yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing. And what, what service is that? It's PlayStation Now, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just, you know, for those in the chat those, that don't okay. necessarily PlayStation know. PlayStation Now, PlayStation now. now yeah, is, is basically, like, it's an answer to Game Pass. Uh, they're still trying to work out the kinks for a worldwide wide release as far as we're aware. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be really interesting to see how it goes up against you know, what Xbox has been able to do with its Game Pass. But, like, as we've said, I think, multiple times in, in, in many different previous podcasts, um, PlayStation's in a really good position where they're able to see what Xbox is doing, mm-hmm. and then if if they feel like that's the like the best direction to take, then PlayStation's able to adapt, be agile, and they'll be able to move in that direction and do it. PlayStation Now is one of those things. Like they, it's probably not something they ever would have considered, but because Game Passes work so well, they're like, okay, well, you know what? Yeah, we should probably do yeah. that too. I mean, you think about that with um, say, even with like games with gold, and then PlayStation plus like that kind yeah, of thing yeah. yeah it's it's almost it's almost as though playstation just see they're like oh that, that's a good idea mm. let's just take that don't copy my homework please change it a little bit and then then you have playstation that, plus yeah they don't they don't need to innovate as much as xbox needs to yeah um for, for like how they're perceived oh craig that, yeah that's what i think sorry i'll go. say this i've come to a, a new realization i i was under the uh, you know i think if you look back at our previous podcast i think i've spoken about it how we got playstation plus gold and ps now versus game pass i have now kind of thinking about it more i i don't think sony's answer to game pass is playstation now i think it's playstation plus 
And the reason why I think that is just the way that they're handling it now. Like you think of what games have come to PlayStation Plus lately, right? We know we got uh, Abe's Odyssey, uh, Oddworld Day and Date next month. Uh, Final Fantasy Final Fantasy Seven this month. We Bug got uh, Bug Snacks at launch. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of coming out with a more compelling lineup than Xbox Gold, right? If you look at Xbox Gold, I just held it up for the month. They've got War Pace Breakout, which I haven't heard of before. Uh, Vala Vicious Attack, yep. something, and Metal Slug Three. So I think PlayStation's answer in a competing product that isn't just a replica of Game Pass is PlayStation Now, and then you've got the PlayStation Plus collection on top of that. I think that's the way that that's their product. I don't think they're going to release, you know, a Game Pass and Last of Us Three's day and date on there. I think their way of doing it is a compelling PlayStation Plus lineup. And then adding games in and out of that collection as well. Because it's a really good list. If you look in there, Monster Hunter, you know, Days Gone and Persona, there's a really good catch-up, Bloodborne, if you hadn't got a PS4 um, of a backlog of games. So for me, I think PlayStation Plus is Sony's answer to Game Pass, even though it's not the exact same product. It's just a, an alternate look at it. I, I think the, um, like, I think PlayStation Collection is was a, a like a once- at it like it just hit it once new console i like i feel like that it's, it's a very temporary sort of measure mm. and i feel like playstation plus they're able to bring out these good games which is great but it's a temporary measure because they don't have playstation now available worldwide that's yeah that's i i think i think yeah like it, it's competing at the moment not long term it, it will lose long term do you think we'll see a shift once playstation now becomes worldwide 100 percent. i do i don't I, 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 not until I think Sony have to kind of rework what, what PlayStation now is at the moment, you know, you can't natively download PS3 and PS1 games. You can only download PS2. It's, it's a bit murky. I feel like they need to kind of rework what PlayStation now is. And I think PS now is only maybe at four or 5 million subscribers. PlayStation plus is like, I think 80, they said like 88% of new PS5 owners have PlayStation plus. So it's like regions is PlayStation now available in I don't know off the top of my head, but it's not in all markets, it, obviously. It's, I think it's UK, US, maybe, and that's about it or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and they've had it served for ages. Guy, when they brought Gaikai, I think, in 2013, 12, yeah. um, they were ahead of the game on, on streaming. It's just they kind of left that product to die, and now it's like, oh, it's doing what it's doing, and then, yeah, we can focus on on other things. But shall we continue on the, uh, the shoe report, guys, to... What got me super excited was the end of the PlayStation Showcase, and it finished up with, of course, Final Fantasy VII. Not just any Final Fantasy VII, because it is a Square Enix game. They had to give it some crazy name. We're now getting Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, and it's announced for PS5. Now, what's interesting is uh, it's a free upgrade, so I'll read through the kind of press release here. Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate will arrive on PS5 on June 10th, 2021. Not only will the PS5 version be a free upgrade for those who own the PS4 version, there will also be a new story episode players can purchase that will feature Yuffie. And just an item of note, there's no, still no news on an Xbox or PC version, and we know that the downloadable content, the Yuffie content, is exclusive to PS5. So if you have the game on PS4, the only way to get the new content, the Yuffie DLC, is on PS5 which is interesting because the original game's on PS4. But uh, that was super exciting. Final Fantasy VII, we're getting more content. Oh, yeah. 
I nearly spilt my coffee when it came on the screen. When I saw it, I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Sean, are you going to finally play Final Fantasy VII Remake? Oh, yeah. I always knew it was going to become the PlayStation 5. Um, it was just a case of, you know, how long it was going to take. So, like, when, when basically, when the PlayStation 5 was announced and all that sort of stuff, we knew it was coming. So, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be getting it and I'll be playing the Yuffie stuff and all that sort of thing. But actually, it's kind of one of the reasons why I've held off because as much as it's been a year and timed exclusive and we heard about it coming to Xbox and we, yeah, we haven't heard much of it coming. <laughs> um, in the end, that's okay. Like, we knew, like, uh, something else was going to come. Uh, mm. I, I, I do agree, though. I am surprised that we haven't heard anything about it coming to Xbox. I feel like PlayStation's got the jump there. In got terms the checkbook of out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. They did get the checkbook out for this one, um, especially since Game Pass is really pushing the fact that they're getting all the Final Fantasy games on the service, mm. but yet no news of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, so, that was. I remember they announced that, and it was like everything's coming, and not everything has come yet, which is interesting. It's very slow the way that they're kind of drip feeding it, and yeah, no news or something. Yeah, That's and obviously sixteen's exclusive as well. So Sony clearly in bed with uh, Square Enix there. But Vinny, you love Final Fantasy VII. You're gonna get this on PS5. I mean, like Final Fantasy VII's okay. It's no. Yeah, it's it's no Final Fantasy X. Cut the stream. Cut the stream. Uh, but it's look i'm gonna get this game once again eventually ps5 shenanigans whatever but the you want those more cat girls i agree 100 Mm. years late yeah you want those more you want those more cat girls but you also makes me question will we see the entirety of final fantasy 7 remake come out on this console or we have to wait another generation to finally see how it ends because stretched over eight years absolutely stretched over if it's going to be eight years and we're only getting lifetime. we're not even getting the part two. We're getting the integrate. We're getting yeah. the point five. We're literally point getting five. point five because it, it ends at the same time as the part one. Mm. And it's just on another story. It's it's crazy. I mean, I understand to make a brand new to make part two in a year would be yeah, well, would be happen. yeah, would be ridiculous. But also <laughs> we why Sorry. why does it need to be so many parts? When the game itself was only like thirty hours, it's a yeah. remake. It's a remake. It's, it's a retelling. It's a, it's a retelling now. What we need to to keep in mind too the the original Final Fantasy VII, and this is where I know Square Enix have a long tortured history of announcing games that don't come out for five, ten five years. Versus thirteen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> we got to remember was developed by CyberConnect, and then Square Enix actually took that game internally and, and removed the developer of it, and they only had that in their name for about two odd years. I'm sure they used the skeleton of what CyberConnect did, but considering what they did, I think they pulled off a really good game in in the end, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, we are a year out from the original release. We are getting a PS5 version, 4K, you know, all those fun bells and whistles. They even had on the screen, which made me laugh, graphics on PS5. Oh, <laughs> that is awesome. And we are getting some DLC, but... I am, you know, clearly wanting a part two to come out in the near distant future, which the, the near near future, near near future. Fortunately, we know that uh, Nomura is not acting as director on the sequel. We are getting Najima acting as uh, the sole director on the game, and he was a part director on remake part one. So, man, who would have thought I'd know Final Fantasy stuff like before? You are this? an absolute convert. I know they they have rolled up the priests. 
Yeah. At, at your door and gone wallala and you are convinced. And you want a Sephiroth statue? Yeah, we'll get you one. You want a cloud one? Yeah. Aerith, come on. <laughs> you, you, are, you are buying every single play arts figure, aren't you? Uh, no, I don't have not play arts anymore. I'm more of a statue, statuette uh, type guy now. Yeah, so, statues are better. I'm better quality. Waiting. I'm still, mm, still waiting on Barrett and Tifa to be announced, but, you know. But for me, I'm super excited. Am I going to play Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1 again for the third time in June? You betcha. You betcha. But they weren't done there. In addition to Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate's announcement during the state of play, the team at Square Enix were not done yet. They also announced two new mobile games, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis and Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier. Both games were trademarked earlier this year. So Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis is a chapter-structured chapter single-player game covering the whole of FF7's timeline, including the events of the original game and the entire compilation of Final Fantasy VII, Dirge of Severus, Crisis Core, and the movie, Advent Children. It's insane. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Yes, it's Gosh, terrible. Have you seen it? It's nice. <laughs> no, you think Advent Children is terrible? The extended version of the movie is a lot better than the original release, but get out of here. <laughs> the movie is trash. And I think it's because I've grown so accustomed to the way that they talk. There was a line in the movie where Tifa's like, tittle daddle, tittle daddle. No, and I'm like, dilly dally. No, dilly dally, dilly dally. And I'm like, wait, but what? What? You're not the Tifa I love. What is this? Tifa, that fight from Tifa in the in chapel. The yeah. Mm. That's the mm. best part of the movie, in my opinion, where Tifa just goes like, Ham on uh that guy, whatever his name is, oh, one of the so, one of the three. But when Sephiroth it's like fifteen years old, yeah. When Sephiroth came back, sorry, two thousand seven, two thousand six, Avid Children. It was a long time ago. What about yeah. the nineteen nineties uh, Final Fantasy movie? Are we going to get a remake of that? I got those. I remember as a kid watching what I thought when I finished Final Fantasy seven. I you know you know me. I was getting all obsessed. I thought that I did watch Advent Children before, but it turned out it was the original Final Fantasy movie, and that was that was shocking. Maybe but Ever Crisis uh, looks to feature real time action based combat with uh, many of the abilities, summons, and limit breaks fans would expect. It's coming to iOS and Android in 2022. Vinny, we're getting more Final Fantasy VII, covering the whole compilation of Final Fantasy VII from all the side games, the mobile games, Dirge of Cerberus, the PS2 game that no one likes. Is this one you're excited to play and or will play? No. Not excited. Won't, won't probably play it. It's just... It kind of seems a little bit counterproductive to have the original story, <laughs> but then also just to confuse people because this one's going to be a retelling of what this story is not even going to be. So everything up to Final Fantasy VII is canon, as we know, and then this mm. new Final Fantasy VII timeline is completely different. So it makes sense to include Crisis Core. It makes sense to include... That's pretty much it. That's it. It literally oh, makes sense to inclu include Crisis, yeah, Core. Crisis Core. Just release Crisis, Crisis Core. Yeah, I know, right? I think what it's going to turn out to be, I think the Final Final Fantasy VII remake remakes that we're getting on PS4 and PS5, that, that series is going to end up being a sequel to Advent Children. But in the sense of, like, it loops back around and he's... Anyway, that's a long, long story. But these seem to be remakes, sounds so crazy, of the original games being remade, but it's not connected to the remake... <laughs> If it's good quality, like if it's good quality for a mobile game, I will actually play it because I enjoyed the Final Fantasy. I enjoyed Crisis Core 
on the PSP. It looks like turn-based combat, which is exciting. Looks, you know, they got pre-rendered cutscene, uh, pre-rendered backgrounds, are very similar to the original Final Fantasy VII. So they're not using assets from remake, which is cool. Mm. Sean, what about you? You're gonna play I this one? I think we need to take a step back and realize exactly how much juice they are squeezing out of Final oh, Fantasy. Oh, it is ridiculous. Right it's the golden goose. It is absolutely the golden goose. Like, yeah, okay, they're not killing it right now, but they've just they've just let it in. It's laid all the eggs. Yeah. Like, and this isn't even the worst of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we still got like two parts of the remake to come. There's mm. going to be more. I'm worried that this will kill the game in the long run. Oversaturation. Mm. I feel like it's absolute oversaturation. I think the next one is oversaturation. Yeah, and. Before we get to that, what's interesting is like how they're going to release it, right? They know it, we know it's coming in 2022, and they said they've they're going to kind of back up the content and release it month by month. But they probably don't want to step over their own toes and spoil something that's about to come up in Final Fantasy VII Remake. As in, if they go past Midgar and kind of spoil something, and then it's like, well, you know, I know the remake's a different retelling, but it's still the same skeleton, right? So, yeah. so Final Fantasy VII came out what April? Yes, or April. April. So it would make a lot of sense if they released it in, say, a February, so maybe 12 months from now. And at least then that gives them a couple of chapters to, to cover, or a couple of months, basically, to cover that first part before they hit number two, where number two will be. Mm. Like, that would make That's logical sense. Yeah. However, I don't think this is logical at all. Mm. It's probably going to rock up in September. It's going to cover Christmas. And then the year after, when we get part two, it'll be there. Yeah, and um, I'm looking forward to play it because uh, I like the original. This is actually the remake that people wanted. If you remember when they said Final Fantasy VII, everyone wanted a remake in the in same style. Not like this, but in terms of a, a turn-based RPG. <laughs> With four parts, like, mixed on mobile. <laughs> yeah, but people wanted a, a turn-based RPG, and we obviously got what Seven Remake was. Uh, I'm I'm excited to play it. I'm, I am cautious, but it seems they are putting effort in. The idea that they are using, they're doing the whole pre-rendered backgrounds that's kind of a throwback to the original game. The fact that it's turn-based, um, the idea that it's on mobile is, isn't is the end of the world. We know, obviously, in some markets, mobile gaming is huge. So We know Sean loves I'm, it. Yeah, I'm curious. But the second one on here, I'm not so curious on, and that is Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier. Oh, Fortnite. It, a battle royale game set in Midgar before the events of Final Fantasy VII as a soldier, soldier candidate make full use of your abilities in battle for your survival. Final Fantasy VII, the first soldier, will release and will be available on iOS and Android in 2021. <laughs> what the... Final Fantasy VII has its own video game cinematic universe. Literally. I need to stop. There is a meme where it's just Final yeah. Fantasy VII, Battle Royale. That's it. Just the image. Like, what? <laughs> no, we stop. Done. All right. The games are coming out. They're, they're going to they're gonna pop and then leave, and that's it. Okay, move on. When, Give us when, they, said, when they said First Soldier, um, I honestly thought initially, when it, I thought Rogue game, when you're trying to fight to be the best, and then you upgrade and you try and become the First Soldier. No, I thought it was going to be DLC about Sephiroth's Origins, to be honest. For and the remake. Then, and it's not. And then it's just Final Fantasy Seven three fifty eight two days. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, recoded. Final there Fantasy you go. Seven chain of memories. Dream Final Dog. Fantasy hey, that, that game's fantastic. All right. <laughs> but do we all agree now is a great time to be a Final Fantasy Seven fan? 
if you are if you do enjoy the original you've got you've still got the original you know we're not taken away from what the original was but you know we're getting a battle royale game in 2021 guys i think it's a dumb question because well yes but but I no think, i think in three <laughs> years time like okay at the moment it's like oh final fantasy 7 yeah in three years time it's gonna be oh, final fantasy yeah all right mm. yeah another I feel, one i feel like i'm gonna hit that and we'll we'll move on there, but one final bit of news. Uh, final Fantasy VII soundtrack will be available on your streaming services from February 26th. So if you're going for a run and you want to hear the battle theme on Spotify. After listening to our podcast. I've done it. I've done it. Let's move on to some sad PlayStation news, guys. Sony officially confirms a reorganization of Japan Studio. So Sony has officially confirmed that it's reorganizing Japan Studio effective of the 1st of April. Thanks, Vinny. Uh, Japan Studio is one of the oldest first-party teams within Worldwide Studios. Quote, in an effort to further strengthen business operations, Sony Interactive Entertainment can confirm PlayStation Studios Japan Studio will be reorganized into a new organization on the 1st of April. Japan Studio will be recentered to Team Asobi, the creative team behind Astro's Playroom, allowing the, allowing the team to focus on a single vision and build on the popularity of Astro's Playroom. Interestingly, the manufacturer also confirmed that any external production roles will be centralized within global functions of PlayStation Studios. So there's a lot there. I've got a bit more uh, kind of context, a little bit of flavor to read through if you guys don't mind, but he's happy for me to continue? Yeah, go for it. All right. This also follows several high-profile staff at the studio leaving. At the end of 2020, Silent Hills and Gravity Rush series director Kirichiro Toriyama left the studio, and this was in addition to the departure of the producer of the Bloodborne and Demon Souls remake, Chiruki Toriyama. All right. Okay. People with knowledgeable, uh, knowledge of the matter told VGC that Sony Japan's studio simply hasn't been profitable enough in recent years, and the developer wanted to create games that appeal to the Japanese markets first with the hopes of having global appeal, while PlayStation wants the kind of games and global appeal that the other first-party studios have. So, guys, how do we feel about Sony kind of, what do you do, Vinny? Reorganizing, Reorganizing. Japan studio. They're shutting Sean it down. Don. what i'll start uh, with you. I, I, thought, I, thought we, I thought we were continuing on with Vinny. he said shutting it down and i was like i i'm, I'm keen to hear this all right Vinny, we'll go with you <laughs> tell us how you feel about sony reorganizing japan studios they're ju- they got the last lifeboat on the titanic and then everything else is going down with the ship that's what i feel like when they say reorganizing they're shutting it down because they know that the western world is where the money's at and the Japanese market just isn't doing it for them. So right now, Nintendo owns about 98%. I think in games sold last month, 98% of the games were Nintendo in Japan. Mm-hmm. It's actually insane. 99 98%. They yeah. lost the percent. Yeah, they're dropping. Sean, what yeah. about you? How are you feeling about the uh, the reorganizing of Japan Studios? I guess, like, if anything, it's it's interesting to see, like, what they're going to do next with those franchises. So they worked on what? Gravity Rush? Gravity Rush, yeah. We're probably gonna probably not gonna see a third one. Yeah. Um. We well, we've had we've already had three. Knack. Well, take two. Might get a knack. I think so. I hope so. That'd be nice. PS PS Five knack. Four player co op like Saturday. Yeah, they'll they'll work that one out. Um. 
And what, what was the other one? Ape Escape. Ape, Ape Escape is the... A long like, dormant I, I feel, franchise. Yeah, I feel like that's a franchise that's come and gone. Like, it, it's great for, like, history buffs and, and nostalgia mm-hmm. for retro, but Ape, Ape Escape's done. So, in reality, it's probably a smart move. There's nothing going for them at the moment in terms of what they're going to, what they're going to do. Mm. So, at, at least if you've got a specialist team who... They were the ones that worked on Asterix Playroom... Like yeah okay you got them they'll probably work on another Astros game yeah we talked we talked about the uh, the PSVR version two for the PS5 or whatever they want to call it so uh, chances are that team will work for something similar for that yeah and for me look I'm no big PlayStation guy so it's not like I spend a lot of time <laughs> worrying about it but um, no <laughs> I think look this was you you could see this coming right the idea that you know Studio Japan wanted to make games for the Japanese market first and then just hoped it had global appeal, which was always their charm because their games were always creative, um, you know, Knack's kind of creative, but like Gravity Rush and Siren and all those. Capturing monkeys. Yeah, Ape Escape. Ape Escape is fantastic. Patapon. But, you know, those games were made for the Japanese market first, and they did get some appeal here in the US. I think Sony clearly want them to make games that appeal to the global market that may appeal to Japan. And I think Japan studios for the longest time wasn't the studio that we remember. I think some of their biggest releases were them partnering up with other studios. So obviously they had like an X dev Japan studios was the, was crazy, right. In terms of its scale, it's, it's different than any first party studio in Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo's kind of holding, right. They had not only multiple teams, they had basically multiple studios within the team. So you had, you know, this project uh, team siren, which are the guys behind siren. You had, Project Gravity, Team Gravity that did Gravity Rush, a Sobe team were fitted in there. And then within that, they had XDev, which would work with different uh, developers and actors, kind of like a, a incubator of games. So that's where we saw Demon Souls. That's where we saw The Last Guardian. Um, those weren't internally developed Japanese uh, Studio Japan games. Bloodborne, perfect, perfect example. So they were clearly not releasing on the caliber of a Naughty Dog or a Sucker Punch Um you know, Sony moved their headquarters to San Mateo, California in 2016. So that was a clear change in the tide. Um, you know, Jim Ryan stepping in, yeah, even the replacing of, yeah. Yeah, even the replacing of uh, Shuhei with uh, Herman out of um, Gorilla Games. Like that, they were clear decisions. The changing of the X and circle button or the cross and circle button, as much as people will deny that, you know, they did that for any reason, it is showing a clear transition across. So have we lost, uh, uh, you know, is this a loss to PlayStation? I don't think so because those developers will go on and make games and they'll, they'll come to PlayStation um, being, you know, if they want to release a AAA game, they'll probably release it on Switch and PlayStation because that's where the money is uh, currently. But, yeah, it is a little sad to see um, a team that's been around since 1993, right? It's one of Sony's oldest studios. So we're sad to see you go. It's actually um, interesting. Like, like the I think the big question to come out of this is how influential is Nintendo in Japan right now, and like how much of a market share they hold. I'm, we're talking ninety nine, ninety eight percent, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But we we don't see it here in in Western culture. Like, yeah, Switch is kind of like there. Yeah, sure, and it's it's it kind of seen as like a, an afterthought. Whereas a lot of people coming in, if they're buying a, a, like a new home console, they're looking for PlayStation, then maybe Microsoft, Nintendo. It's not really seen on the side. You, you say Whereas that. Japan is huge. Yeah, I was going to say, you say that, but then remember at the start of the pandemic in the US where the Switches were 
really, really hard to come by. Everyone was trying to find one. And at some point for the first like three months, all you could find was a Switch Lite. So mm. it's... Animal Crossing. Literally, yeah, the <laughs> Animal Crossing effect. But it's... I think Nintendo just has their hold... Like they've re... Like clenched their hold on Japan because we saw it from the decline. So every... Since the PS2, every single console at Sony has sold less and less in Japan. Yeah. The PS3 sold less, PS2, PS4 sold less, yeah. PS3, and PS5 is selling really, really low compared to the PS4 in this day and date of when it's released. So, mm-hmm. and Nintendo Xbox doesn't sell. And Xbox doesn't sell. Yeah. They know that. And Nintendo's thriving. That's pretty much what's going on in Japan. And Japan's still PlayStation's third largest market behind, obviously, the US and, and UK or Europe. <laughs> And then Japan, like they're still a large market. And, and I think they have transitioned. Even remember with PS4, they didn't launch day and date globally. They launched in November for us and then February in Japan. Um, you know, there was talks that the PS5 allocations into Japan were, were low. So it was just, it was a combination of both. It was lack of marketing and they really did see some control to Nintendo. So we'll still see games out of Japan. Um, Switch in, is still in- a popular console as well like uh especially and here is popular well, yeah. um everywhere like, did i say here I'm actually go- yeah you did, did <laughs> um i'm actually gonna buy a switch light this weekend um because it's my brother's birthday today so mm. uh and he doesn't have one and all that he's like oh i don't have enough time and i'm like you know what i'll get him a switch light i'll get him mario kart and like, enjoy that- it yeah it's ease of use and 100 years later you don't know where i'm streaming from i'm on twitch i could it could be we have could like be- literally oz in our name yeah, but okay. There's that. <laughs> but uh, we'll move on from uh, that studio and come back to Australia. But uh, the next news story is Electronic Arts removes multiplayer modes from Bioware's Dragon Age. So again, Electronic Arts has made the major pivot on their next game in the popular Dragon Age series, allowing developers to remove all planned multiplayer components from the game, according to people familiar with the development of the next Dragon Age. Dragon Age is, of course, a series of fantasy game series from the EA-owned developer Bioware, who recently announced the cancellation of Anthem Next, which is clearly part of the reason for this. Yeah. So I just want to have a general discussion around, uh, obviously, this is good news for, my, for all, I would presume. Um, they're refocusing on single player. Vinny, why do you think EA has made this decision? I mean, it comes off everything. I feel like the multiplayer online gaming community market is their own thing and single player games are their own niche themselves trying to have two of the same thing it works with some games you think of halo and then that's it that's all i can think of off the top of my head i mean i'm there's definitely more but but in terms of like a fantasy game having a long convoluted like really good engaging story is personally always better single player i find it it's way more immersive. You really find yourself in like in the story. But then once once multiplayer comes in, it kind of just loses that effect. And especially with fantasy games. I mean, imagine if The Witcher was multiplayer. How weird that would mm. feel. But yeah, that's my, Sean, that's my about, first thought. What about you? We've got to look at what the actual genre is. And the genre is role-playing game. And for yeah, I do agree with Vinny. A lot of the time when it's a role-playing game, single player it like it hits the right notes better and so like we keep talking about skyrim skyrim's 10 years old nearly elder scrolls online like, 
yeah, Elder Scrolls Online came along and like, yeah, it has a following, but like some people, they, they play like, no, actually, there we go. We got a comment about it. Yeah. I was, I was going to mention it anyway. Um, yeah, so Elder Scrolls Online, it, like if you play it as a single player game and you're involved in the story, like it, it's a different experience mm-hmm. than when you're, when you're playing the story with friends as a party and it's like, all right, we're going to do this mission. We're going to go here, kill you. But like, you're not doing it for the story. You're doing it for like the camaraderie and, and playing with your friends. And yeah. so when I played destiny too, for a long time, and even when I still do, when I'm playing it by myself and I'm playing like strikes or, or, or like campaign missions and that sort of stuff, like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the moment. I'm kind of I'm understanding like the gravity of the situation and all that sort of stuff. And you kind mm-hmm. of connect with the NPCs a lot more. But whereas when I play with my friend, like we'd be fucking around at the tower or whatever, or we'd do a strike and we're just talking shit about anything. We're not even focusing on the story. It's just gameplay. We do our thing, but we're talking about anything else. Yeah. And I think that's what Bioware's kind of realized that. They tried yeah. to do Anthem, like they, they focused on the multiplayer part of it and trying to get that party going. And they couldn't do the focus, the same focus on the story because they lose the story with because of the multiplayer. And yeah. then Anthem next, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to focus on story, yada, yada, yada. And then they realized, hang on a second, like nobody's going to really nobody's going to really listen to the audio. Nobody's going to read the subtitles and all that sort of stuff about, you know, the different um, story beats for these missions if they're playing with their friends. They're going to be yeah. talking with their friends and they're going to be like, okay, cutscene, yep, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Okay, now we're into it. That's like remember they did the Anthem demos and it's always got those, remember those E3 press conferences where they yeah. always get these people playing and they're talking like, people don't talk like that in real life. Like, oh, I'm going to get them. You, you, you take cover. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's none, of, none of that shit. You don't talk about those sorts of tactics. The only time I've had those sorts of tactics is when I was playing The Division online with friends. But yeah. that, that was like, that. that's a third person cover shooter. Yeah. Where like, you, 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 need, you need to work around your enemy. In Anthem, it wasn't the case. In Dragon Age, yeah, that, like that could work, and mm. I, I could really see that. But in the Dragon Age games, you are the main character. If you're playing the, multiplayer, you you can't all be the main character. Inquisition have multiplayer. I believe it had multiplayer components to it, right? The last it had Dragon a component, Age. but it it, yeah. it's, it wasn't the same like party based component as what Anthem was producing yeah. and what they wanted to do for the next Dragon Age game. Yeah, like, Dragon Age in its highest most successful way is a fir- is is a single player rpg yeah, yeah. story based single player rpg and they i think they've they've kind of like been hit on the head and been like oh okay actually yeah this this is this is the thing we're good at exactly that's what people want and that's yeah. exactly the point i was about to make right like i think for a long time like publishers will always follow trends right we see it with microtransactions we've spoken about it in the past with battle royale and you know you you go out with the best intentions to kind of make a Fortnite killer but by the time you made the game it's been five years so same thing happened with anthem with destiny right they saw what destiny was doing like all right let's jump on this bandwagon and i think ea obviously know that multiplayer games can generally be a bit more lucrative because you've got skins you got this and that and um, I guess with the failure of Anthem and the success of a single-player game, Jedi Fallen Order, which is another EA published game, I've gotten here, sold or reached more than 10 million players in its first four months, which isn't surprising. It's a you know Star Wars game, but that's a single-player-only game. So was I, and it's a great game. And 
that may have proven to EA, well, you know, we, we're making a multiplayer game, which seemingly would make us more money, except the single player game, you know, outsold it, outperformed it, critically acclaimed. And Bioware are known for doing really great single player RPGs. So this bodes well for both Dragon Age and, of course, the newly announced Mass Effect game. So we're super excited to see, I guess, Bioware return to its roots. I know I'm excited to play the Legendary Collection. I've never played Mass Effect before. I tried yeah. with uh, the first game back on the when they re-released I'm, them I'm on the same, yeah, I'm the same, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, originally it was exclusive to Xbox and then they did the, the, the collection on PS3. And I remember just playing the first game going... Oof, the controls it plays third, really good elevator i quit yeah i'm like no so hopefully they fix all that stuff up but <laughs> good on you ea for making the right decision and hopefully we get a really good mass effect and dragon age game actually and um, josh before we move on to the next yes. um segment i know we got a comment there like could they do it old halo where player two becomes the arbiter so we're talking halo three there um in terms of like a response to that and i'm sure like like you guys might be able to back me up or or have your own stories but I think of three games talking about that. So Halo 3, you had the Master Chief and the Arbiter, but that was as a two-player. You could still play at one player and you were Master Chief. Yeah. The second player, it was like story-based. It made sense to be the Arbiter. But if mm. you look at a game, so for example, Gears of War, like Gears of War, you might play multiplayer. All of a sudden, the story means shit all. It, mm. It's a third-person cover-based shooter. You, with you, the chainsaw. You, you, yeah, exactly. You shoot you, with the Lancer. You're shooting the enemies. You know, you're not caring about the story unless you're like forced into a cutscene or and that sort of thing. But then you got the other side of it where you got your Baldur's Gate, where everyone is their own character, but you're part of a party. Mm. You've all got the same goal. You're all working together. With Dragon Age, yeah, you have your parties and that sort of stuff, but it, it it's it's a different mindset where you're going in where either you're like everyone is the main character from their games coming together to play. Or you're all coming together to be part of a party, like your D and D and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I think they realized with Dragon Age early on, everyone wants to be their own main character. Mm. So it was never gonna work really in that direction. They had to sell it as a you are part of a group of people, you are not the main character. And that may yeah. not hit the same story beats as it does with um Dragon Age 2 or Dragon Age Inquisition, especially because like you are the main character. Mm. And I think that's, that, that's another reason why it's just easier to make it a single player game as it is. It will do a lot better as a single player game. Multiplayer would die unless you got friends. Yeah. With the direction that they were heading. What about you, Vinny? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with everything Sean said. Big I think <laughs> yeah, it's, I agree. <laughs> no, it's, um, I'm just, I've been playing it back in my head. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online versus Skyrim. But they're two different things. One's a MMO base, one is a RPG. Like Dragon Age was trying to do combine two things, and then once again, it's it's hard to get it's hard to capture both at full strength, having an online and single player game at the same time. And Sean, you were just pretty much reiterating everything I was saying in my head anyway. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Just that was the kind of point I was going to bring up, but you've solved it's it. All, my big rant. <laughs> it's all about intent. I think, you know, if you're going in wanting to make a multiplayer Dragon Age game, that's go, fine go too. Go all in. Go all but in and do it, but don't try it's and when split you're getting it. The, it's when you're getting the pressure from, from publishers to add multiplayer. We saw that in the PS3 generation, right? Remember when they added multiplayer to Tomb Raider? We're like, what? And yeah, nobody why? cared. And then they dropped it from series moving forward. So it does work out for some series, like The uh, Last, Last of Us has got a successful Ghost of Tsushima 
Gears of War. I guess if you've got a studio that had passion to do that, well, then go for it. But to, to 100 years late's point, I think it's all about the intent. If the developer wants to build a game around multiplayer, go for it. If they want to do a single-player game with multiplayer, go for it. If you want to do a Destiny game, go for it. But a game like Anthem was clearly not what they wanted to make, clearly. It's focused on multiplayer. <laughs> Uh, like that was that was the key part it was multiplayer and then it was the universe around the multiplayer yeah. and the multiplayer like if like when you have if you have played mul- like anthem before the multiplayer is really good like it, it's really decent in terms of yeah. squad based and everyone's got their roles and all that sort of stuff but the moment you go back to like the home base and it's single player it, it's yeah. really lacking and the story the is really lacking. yeah and the story itself overall is really lacking and you can mm. tell that that wasn't the focus of the game. The focus of the game was make it multiplayer. Like if yeah. it was a PvP, different story. I, I think mm. Anthem would have really, like, really done like the better than con- what it has oh. as a PvP. It looks but cool. It, it didn't have that. As if you think about you flying around in Iron Man suits, like if that was a single player game and they built an RPG based on that world, great. Yeah, fantastic. If they but wanted to make a multiplayer game in that world, that would have been fine too. But yeah, like both of you guys said, merging those two with having a skill set built around single player RPGs. I know they did KOTOR in the past, but yeah, yeah, it's just, that's not what they're there to do, but moving on to more lighthearted and exciting news, Pokemon held their 25th event. So the Pokemon company held their digital event, celebrating 25 years of the pocket monsters. The events that the event started with a nostalgic retrospective, look back throughout the years from its inception throughout the entirety of the Pokemon life. Now, there were big three big takeaways from the event. But before we go into those individually, I want to know how excited were you guys leading into a Pokemon event? Sean, I'll start with you. Were you excited? My mic just, my mic just fell off its stand, so I was ah. like trying to like sort it together. <laughs> I thought you went to go grab a big Pokemon plush or something. <laughs> no, I, I got a I got a like a plush bulbasaur over here and like the massive pop bulbasaur. I'm a big fan of bulbasaur. Big fan number of the bulb. One, number one actually number one um yeah uh you were you excited leading into this event before we go through all the announcements what we you know we're excited you think we're going to get another direct where it was like "Eh." my my expectations for the pokemon event Mm -hmm. were much lower than state of play so Mm -hmm. state of play uh, i was like okay well ps4 ps5 as i said like i wanted to see maybe three four exclusives like give a give us a reason why when PS5s are available, not to just buy it because they're available, but buy it for a reason. With Pokemon, I was like, oh, look, it's 25th anniversary. Yeah, we'll see a big song and dance, probably a big Pokemon Go thing, like like mm. show the sales and the growth and the community. They love that. Guy in the suit, standing there like... Yeah, yeah something <laughs> like that. You know, maybe Reggie comes in for a second. Hey, we knows? made a rat with a fire tail. Hey, 20 million units. Hey, you guys <laughs> fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was expecting something like that. And then, yeah, they brought out remakes of Diamond and Pearl, which, okay, I can completely understand why people are, like, all over it. Uh, I've played Pearl, I think, Mm. over 300 hours, so uh, Mm. I'm I'm very excited for that one uh, to an extent. But I think the last announcement. Sorry? Leave that the the final announcement to the end because we'll get to that. The exciting bit. Yeah, yeah, okay. but Pokemon, you're excited for that? Okay. I thought you would have. We'll, we'll talk about Diamond Pearl then. Um, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, I really think that they're they're doing the right thing in a sense of when there is no Pokemon, let's re-release Pokemon, mm. uh, which you know it, it, it's worked for a lot of companies 
like currently and it's going to continue for for a number of years yeah. but nintendo know they've hit a gold mine with the switch oh and my we've God. talked about how good it is like even in in this podcast without even trying mm. and so the, if you can get as many pokemon games onto switch as possible absolutely go for it if you that's fire raccoons out there people buy them absolutely yeah. they're gonna fucking do it like and the let's go games were great and yeah you can kind of see like a gold and silver let's go version and i, I was kind of expecting that if that's anything. what i was expecting mm-hmm. yeah because i've seen rumors like with like Marrow and uh, pichu or so or whatever i don't know some some fan art but the fact that they've been able to do diamond and pearl so not only have we had the remakes for gold and silver on the ds We've had the remakes for Ruby and Sapphire on the 3DS. Now we've got the Diamond and Pearl. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, oh, great. Okay, so yeah, okay, I'm going to buy them. I'm going to play them. Awesome. Am I going to buy Black and White and Black and White 2 on the mm. Switch? Are they going to come? It's too Are fresh. Right? The next console. Well, when was Black and White 2? Oh, sorry, when was Black and White released? Probably right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking 2010. I remember Black and White 2 was when I was there around 2011, 12, so it would have been around then, yeah. yeah. Definitely before the Wii U, I know that. Yeah, which got an update, 5.5. Yes, it did get an update. I've actually already updated it. Of course you did. Quality of life. Wow, chef's kiss. It's good. Um, Vinny. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Sean, keep going. Vinny, how excited for you? So just for a little bit of context, we know that Pokemon Snap uh, is coming out April 30th this year. And as Sean has touched on, Pokemon Pearl and Diamond are getting a remake in forms of Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. How excited for you are these for these games? I really like the Diamond Pearl series. I had Diamond or still have Diamond. And it was one of the games I put the most hours into. I think the first one was Emerald, actually, and the second one was Diamond and Pearl. So I got into the Pokemon games pretty late in my life. But wow. I went hard on them kind of thing. I mean, I played... I always had to borrow someone's version of the Game Boy ones because I never had one of my own. Mm. And then it was only one save file, so I always had to have a to have permission to overwrite your save. Yeah, I remember and that. a lot of times it was no, so I actually had to leave it on. I had to just you leave it save. on. You didn't yeah. save. Uh, I had to yeah. play. I had to play it on my Game Boy Advance SP, and had to constantly have it charged and play it against the wall to play gold for the first time. So I remember mm. that. Remember that vividly. But actually, yeah, go on. Yeah, it was, it was a ticket. But Diamond Pearl, love it. Pokemon Snap, I've just never been, I've never seen the appeal in Pokemon Snap. It's just been kind of like whatever. Weird, it? It just, it's just a, you know what it is? It's a humble good time. We're going to let people have the humble good times. I'm all for it. It's a fever dream. Such a good time. But, and it's interesting. Nothing about the Pokemon MOBA. No. I know. I was actually yeah. hoping for that because I'm that like, was, oh, that was the interesting thing. Mm. I reckon. Yeah, because that's coming out this year, is it not? Yeah, closer than anything else. Yeah, but we did get something else. They weren't done there, and um, I think for me, watching this, when I saw the Pokemon Diamond Pearl trailers come up, and then I didn't see the Game Freak logo come up, and I saw is it ILCA, which were the team that helped with Pokemon yeah. Go. Uh, sorry, Pokemon Home. And we found out that this game wasn't being developed by longstanding developer of Pokemon Game Freak. I was like, okay, what are they working on? And we got the answer. A brand new open world prequel game was announced. Like Diamond Pearl, the game is set in the Sinnoh region. Sinnoh? Sinnoh region. 
Yep, yep Sinnoh region. But years before the events of those tiles, when the land was far less tamed, we got the reveal trailer for Pokemon Legends Arceus. 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 I, I, Arceus. I say Arceus. I don't know. No, they, we don't know what it is until we watch the anime. Yeah. Uh, shiny uh, deer-looking thing. It's is God. set to release. It's, it's God. Okay. It's set God. to release worldwide, obviously, on the Nintendo Switch in early 2022. Who's Who wants to take the floor on this one? Can you that, wanted Pokemon Skyrim? Oh, sorry, Vinny. I was going to say that... that, that... That 24 FPS looks really, oh, really beautiful. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff's it kiss on that. Like, you know when someone was doing the picture book and they flick through the pages and like it, it's slowly moving? I'm like, ooh, this is, this is alpha. Yeah, but <laughs> this is actually what I wanted to see. I wanted to see uh, another Pokemon Coliseum. I wanted to see another Pokemon XD, Gale of Darkness. I want to see another game not developed by Game Freak that was a Pokemon RPG. And it's taken 20... Well, this is Game Freak. 25 years. 25 this years. is game freak this is game freak though yeah it's the anniversary yeah sorry but you you know what i mean something yeah. that game something freak. different that isn't a traditional pokemon game yeah, yeah. yeah okay yeah and it's taken game freak this long to do it but has sure. it actually has it been 25 years uh yes since the first pokemon yes yeah oh so yeah I'm... i thought they meant i thought you meant since pokemon call see him no no this is the pokemon the whole Channel celebration <laughs> Sean, you're you're a fan of the electric rat in your in your balls. Um, how uh, were you? Did you, were your, was your mind blown when you saw this? It felt like okay. I was in I was in two minds. On the one hand, this is the Pokemon meets Skyrim for a lot of people, and everyone uses Skyrim as kind of like the measuring stick for a lot of these open world sort of RPGs because it just it just did it so well when it first came out. Um, this is it like this this was the game that people wanted where like instead of having to do a turn-based battle you're able to just freely throw balls at pokemon and fight Um, them yeah and all that sort of stuff in turn-based battles (laughs) but like this this like it, it feels like it's hitting the right notes to an extent as an alpha test and it's it's actually really good that it's not game freak doing it um, no, this is Game Freak. Oh, so this is Game Freak. So, you said it wasn't. ILCA are the team behind the Diamond and Pearl remake. That's oh, what okay, I was saying. Yeah, That's I what I knew something was up. Yeah. No, that makes yeah. sense. Actually, no. You know what? I'm, 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 I'm happy to change that. Like, it actually makes sense that Game Freak is moving on because they need they need to do something different. That's right. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> Just change yeah. my own mind. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> no, no, fair. Hey, look, I'll, I'll, I'll cop new information at any time and I will think agile and effectively on the We are a news show. We are somewhat a video game. We come to you with, yeah. with breaking news. But breaking. I was the same thing, right? When, uh, well, not breaking, depending on if you hadn't seen it already. If you hadn't, this is the first time you heard about this event. Well, we are breaking the news. Uh, for me, I saw this and I was like, okay, they're literally doing the game that everyone has been asking Game Freak to make for the longest time. I'm liking that we're getting a continued upgrade to the Pokemon series because as much as the last games are continuing to sell, they were, for me, starting to get stale where I was like, I didn't even finish the last ones on Switch. Um, um, sort of shit. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, I, I've yeah. been here, done that. Where this was like, oh, okay, this has got my attention. And it's interesting you said Skyrim because my mind went straight to Breath of the Wild because it even had the same music in it, had the exact same shot of the camera panning out behind the character on the hill. 
So that was clear. Like they were making that trailer. They knew exactly what they were doing. What sells? And everyone's always said, you know, oh man, we want the, the you know, Breath of the Wild Metroid. We want Breath of the Wild this, everything Breath of the Wild. And, you know, even the art style is kind of, kind of similar, but I know this game's still early in development. There's still clearly a lot of work to be done. I think the UI that they showed in the battles were, were clearly a placeholder, so they're still early in the piece. But this is exciting. I'm excited. Game Freak are a small team as much as, the games sell 10, 20 million units. They're yeah. a small team. So seeing them tackle something new and different and, and kind of leave the the remaking to another team, I think that's perfect, right? Get them to do it and you can focus on what will soon become the next big Pokemon hit. And I'm excited to play it yeah. as a fan of rats and balls. <laughs> I think the thing is that if this game becomes successful, we could see Pokemon Legends Ho-Oh. You could see Pokemon Legends uh, Rayquaza stuff stuff like that, you know, the third generation of everything coming out. And it's, it just makes sense. It's so, it's interesting to see. It just makes sense. It's such a good concept to do it. Just that frame rate just needs to be fixed. (laughs) Alpha. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of, I got three, I got three like thoughts about it. The first one is I'm really glad that they brought it up Mm -hmm. and like, we're aware of it, but I'm worried about that hype. We're going to be asking um, for it every time there's a direct. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to be asking for it all the fucking time. It like I'm worried that it's going to turn to a cyberpunk where expectations exceed Good reality. Point. So I'm worried or, about that. It's like an Elden Ring where it's like everything's like, oh, they're going to show Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm worried that like every time Last Pokemon's Guardian. like, hey, we're going to do an announcement. Like we're now going to expect like give us something give us the men what, what how the menus look i don't know give us something i'm, I'm worried about that what does, Pikachu, what, does Pikachu, Pikachu, what does pikachu look like in 10 frames per second yeah, Tell yeah, us. <laughs> um the second thing is i'm i'm a little i'm a little bit worried about like the game itself and how it's going to play like mm-hmm. i don't know it's just i guess because of that expectations it's uh, like like when are we expecting in a couple of years or whatever and all that sort of thing um early 22 according to nintendo early 22 and then that's really... 12 months if that's what it looks like in 12 months we're, we're like we're gonna hit halo infinite again mm. give us another mm. 12 months well maybe we'll uh we'll move on from that but maybe on that last note it might look a little sorry. better on nintendo switch pro well, that, was, that was the second thing i had three things but that's fine oh, okay sorry Keep no, going. Let's go. No, let's go. Let's go. Keep going. But yeah, maybe it'll look better on. Maybe oh. it's going to be one of those better looking games on the next Switch. Okay. Can I have a final thought? Go, Vinny. Yeah. Give us our final thought before we move on. Um, how cool is it that they have like Cyndaquil, Rowlet, and Oshwat? That was cool. And there was Piplups running around. I was like, oh boy, I'm getting my Emporion. I don't know what to pick. Do I pick yeah. Cyndaquil or Cyndaquil. do I pick Rowlet? I pick Cyndaquil. I want that Typhlosion. Yeah, Rowlet's pretty cool. I like the final. What is it? Uh, such a D. Is that the big owl thing with the bow and yeah. arrow? For their yeah. final, I pick them for their starter. I like. I'm, I'm a Vol- I'm a Bulbasaur guy. I'm not a Venusaur guy. I'm a Bulbasaur mm. guy. They're always the middle evolutions. Always a bit weird, isn't it? It's kind of like they go through their awkward teenage phase, and you're like, oh, War Turtle. Ooh, really cool yeah, guy. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Ivysaur. So yeah, not gonna lie. What's that? Uh, but anyway, Aladdin. That's the- Aladdin. No, Quilla, Quilla. Qu- no, Quilladin, that, that, that grass one. Chespin, Quillad, 
think it's I like no Quilladin and something else. I don't yeah. know. It's ridiculous. Anyway, no moving on. Moving on from small animal rodents in your pocket to small little jelly bean looking things. We've got some news that Epic Games, the developers behind, of course, the hit Fortnite series have acquired the team Tonic Games. Uh, Tonic Games are the development company behind the hit sensation Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Wow. We're starting to see a lot more uh, acquisitions and consolidations in the market. But I guess the question I had for you guys, this is another acquisition. How we feel about this, what seemingly is becoming a smaller and smaller industry. Sean, I'll start with you. How much did they pay for them? We don't know. Undisclosed amount. Undisclosed amount. That sounds like a lot. No, that tells me they paid nothing for them. Oh, mm -hmm. If it, nah, I I feel like if they paid big money, they they want to showcase like you know swinging the big dick, like in in okay. So in terms of for Fall Guys, I feel I, at the moment like that, that's what their first game, their first big game. Yeah, I'm in the same thought as you. I think on this. It, yeah, <laughs> we don't we don't know what else they're gonna produce. We don't know what mm. their second game is. At the moment, they're, they're focusing on seasons for Fall Guys, which is a really good idea for, for what it is, which is basically a multiplayer game show. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Keshi's Castle, but multiplayer. Yeah. What else do they have? Like, unless they're going to go a like a free to play way where you're able to purchase, you know, the the crowns and that sort of stuff. Okay, maybe not crowns, but like purchase, currency. yeah, purchase currency for skins and that sort of thing. Like that. That's. I see it as a free-to-play sort of pathway. I don't, necessarily, I don't necessarily see this as we're, we're going to purchase this publisher or this developer because they're able to make a really good game. Maybe they'll be able to make more good games. I think this is mm-hmm. doing the same thing as fucking Final Fantasy VII. Squeezing it, see how much we can get out of it. What about Which, you, Vin? But yeah. Oh, sorry, Sean. I keep uh, cutting you off. I don't mean to do it. You put... You, you, what it is is Sean's really good at giving like the pause, the dramatic to add pause. Dramatic, yeah, dramatic pause, yeah. And I'm like, okay, he's clearly done. <laughs> and I go to say something, and he's like, no, sorry, Sean, finish. I can't help it. I've got, I've got to like, like while while I've got your attention, just for that little bit, finish it, move on. What were you going to say before I really interrupted you? The or you, what were you done? I, I have four words. <laughs> okay, four words. Go. That's it. Really. <laughs> How do you feel? Do you think uh, Epic is a perfect fit for the uh, the team behind Fall of Guys? Fall of Guys. I was going to say Ultimate Knockout. Fall of Guys, Ultimate Knockout. Is, is Epic the perfect it's, people to buy them out? It's pretty interesting that they're essentially a one-hit wonder and they get signed to a big label. That's that's like my theory, I think, about it in the music industry. And then they're trying to produce. Yeah. It's the Baja men for who let the yeah. dogs out. Nothing's going to top and that's it. That's it. And it's it. They signed a big label. Nothing's going to top it. But I like credit to them, Epic, if they did pay big money to them, even if they pay any money, because indie studios getting some praise and get some money and more for it. It kind of inspires other indie teams to go try new things, develop, and then try and make their big break. I mean, it's. But in terms of like, is Epic a good fit? I, hmm. I, I don't I don't see why not. I don't see they've done anything to make me believe otherwise. I mean, I like their I like Epic Game Store. I like they offer you know two they offer free games. Always for that. If Fall Guys comes out of free, 
we can all play it again, play it on PC. Yeah. Keep in mind that Tom, like, um, so Fall Guys, it came out as a PlayStation Plus game at, at launch. Yeah. And the only way they were really making money was, besides contractual um, through PlayStation, was through Steam. Yeah, I bought it on Steam. Exactly. And so, uh, and that was like 30 bucks or something like that. Yeah. So, mm. like, it's coming out to Switch and Xbox soon. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But I, I going to say, really where's, where's the where's the money yeah. coming from? Where, yeah, exactly. Where is the money coming from? This is an insomniac microtransactions. Like, yeah. Where's it come from? Microtransactions. Gonna and that takes me to. It's going to cover it. No, no. I was just going to say that was going to take me to my point, right? We, if you guys remember a little game called Rocket League. Now, yeah, that was mm-hmm. the same thing. Launch day and date on on uh, PlayStation Plus. Got that was following. developed by Psionics. If you don't remember, the the guy who's leading the game was an ex IGN. He was one of the founders of Podcast Beyond. Um, so there's there's a little biscuit for you. Um, like you know well. <laughs> oh well. And Epic Games actually brought Psionics in 2019, and we've seen Rocket League continue to do well. We're seeing all these cool kind of cars come in. We get the Batmobile, you know, the um, Back to the Future car, and all these crazy things, Florian. Um, and that, and that's what I'm thinking is going to happen with uh, Fall Guys. Be interesting to see if it falls off Steam and then it's only exclusive to the Epic Store. But what we, I bet, we're going to see is this game go free to play, like Sean mentioned, and crossovers with Fortnite and all the skins, all the Marvel characters, all the DC characters, Transformers. The, yeah, the Aussie, you know, guy. All those skins that were only on Fortnite, we start seeing crossovers into Fall Guys because. Epic got enough money to kind of swing that money around in every which way they want. And mm-hmm. it makes sense. Epic do a lot of, as much as they, you know, they're a shady big corporation, they do do a lot of good things as well. Like we're seeing with the Epic store, they're obviously giving more of a cut to the developers where Steam was, you know, charging more of a rate to have the game on the store. So they're doing things like that. Um, and yeah, this seems like another curated pick, but similar to what Sean said, it'd be interesting to see what they know is coming because they've clearly seen something in Fall Guys that maybe we haven't seen. Maybe they are working on another game or something in the background. Epics have seen pre-alpha and said, you know, we can get behind this. Or are they just going to be the one-hit wonder and Epic just squeeze every pen, any penny, every penny out of Fall Guys? I think my biggest question at the moment, out of Fall Guys, like being acquired, what's going to happen to their social media team? How They'll are they going to take it? They just have to keep keep going. No, I wouldn't touch no. that. Gold. Yeah, that is gold. No, exactly. Like, oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing what they're doing. But the thing is, like, they're they're shouting out like big companies are being like, oh yeah, like you know, throw us money and we'll get a skin for you. And like Mr. Beast and all these guys, yeah. like they they will jump on. Like, probably would not anymore. They're going to be tamed in because yeah. of Epic because of this licensing. Like yeah. not necessarily because of them and their personality, but yeah, because yeah. Of, of these deals that they've already got with their their now owners. Mm. And so I feel like, like Fall Guys was was a big hit for a small period of time because Among Us came along, mm. and so it's going to be really interesting to see, especially this year. Like, okay, Australia it's a little bit different because we're able to actually leave our house, but in in like in some countries they're still under lockdown and or COVID and all that sort of thing. So Fall Guys is still pretty big in terms of audience participation. There, mm. it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see like what the follow on effect is for that. And how, like, it's all going to affect each other and the licensing and all that sort of stuff that Josh mentioned. Mm. So I'm really intrigued about that. Exciting to see. If they do free to play, 
they'll uh like among us is definitely on the downward trend you know it's been hype for a year and then all you see now is i really see like valkyrie playing and just and still disguise toast and those guys play but other than that i mean if if four guys becomes free that's just big i i think personally it's a more interesting game than among us um uh, that being said i played among us a fair bit and i played four guys a fair bit and now with multiple seasons you make it free they add as much as we don't like it they will add microtransactions they might add map packs skins colors whatever you want to say i don't know they can't do power-ups because that'd just be ridiculous but it would it will be better it will it, i reckon this year if four guys becomes free it will be this year like this will be the year for four guys and yeah. it will shoot up again everyone will enjoy it because it is free to play on multiple platforms that's what rocket league did mm-hmm. that's what essentially among us did now it's available on switch it's brought into a wider audience and i think that's what four guys will do I, mm. I actually think that rocket league probably overall would have the bigger influence over four guys like like four guys has like influence and all that but i think the fact that rocket league was able to play in the long run would be more beneficial than four guys four guys has like the idea behind it and it's got the seasons and all and the cosmetics and all that sort of stuff but i think the gameplay of rocket league will probably do a, a little bit better overall it's but, i think we're where four guys have them is just markability, right? It's easier yeah. to sell a, a bean wearing a Batman outfit than it is a car. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, well, that's true too. But I think it's a really good snap. And it's interesting to see if they do have lightning in a bottle. I remember thinking the same thing on a very different scale when uh, Microsoft got Mojang, right? Because Minecraft yeah. is huge and is still huge and was a great buy. But they spent a lot of money on Mine, on, on Mojang. Uh, Billions. Big, uh, selling game of all time. Was it the up there? Yeah, yeah up there yeah. with like the Tetris of the world. But yeah, I think the Tetris actually. Yeah, it's the mm. set up, what's the word? Most all gate of all time. Yep. Yeah. Minecraft. And they're in the same boat on a different scale where it's like, well, you know, they did Minecraft dungeons and no one really cared about that. Like, is it the same thing there? It's like one hit wonder. But Minecraft's so big where it's like, yeah. who cares? It doesn't matter. Well, guys, is it? Dungeons. It was it was free on Game Pass. You didn't need to buy it. Yeah. You got Minecraft. But the mm. same thing with, you know, now with Fall Guys, where it's like Epic must, they must see something there where they're like, oh, we can make this free to play. We can get the skins and maybe the amount we paid for them, we can make maybe? back very quickly merchandising. Um, and you gain the publishing power of Epic as well. So even if your game was, because I think Fall Guys was on a slow decline, like it was huge when it came out. Oh, and yeah, the same thing spiked. with them. Yeah. When you got Epic behind you, they're like, all right, we're doing the, you know, Fortnite crossover and all those beans are in. Fortnite, and then the other way around, like, mate, there's plenty of money to be made. You're going to be able to emote. You're going to be able to pay for each emote. There you go. Done. Yeah, done. You won't epic. But that does cover everything in the shoe report. So now we're free to discuss anything we want. Is there anything we want to talk about before I wrap this show up? Any final comments, queries, concerns? Like, go, Sean. I'm, I'm all dressed up. I'm I'm in a nice button-up shirt. You guys are not. But that that's okay. It's for a reason. I'm dressed um, up. You got a nude. You got a nudie. Yeah, mine's worth more than your shirt. And Probably. And I'm a yeah. out of work. Worth out of work value. That's worth exactly like value. I used to get knockback from clubs for wearing like two hundred dollars sneakers, but they were sneakers and they weren't like twelve dollar wog tappers from Roger, Roger David. But they got you in. 
yeah i i never understood that i'm like the value and then the style and that's it this is exactly what we're arguing right now but uh no i i got a new job congratulations, ah, congratulations. I'm, I'm excited that's why i'm uh i'm on the wines i noticed uh, it was very as, fancy as my, as my viewers would know uh i've i've upgraded from my uh my rivet beers so uh yeah new job at least for a period of time congratulations congratulations do you drink red wine like a He's a white normal wine. person. I did drink red wine, and um, once it was all drunk, I moved to the white wine, and mm. uh, now I'm on the last bottle. Jeez, see, if I had a metabolism like Sean, I'd if I did what you do and drink multiple times a week and eat. I don't know if you you eat generally healthy though. You have a lot of healthy meals. I have a meal plan. Yeah, it's just your drinking. If I drank like what you did, I'd be a, the size of this room. Same. It's a pretty Easily. small room though, so. I don't, I don't know. But congratulations, Sean. We're all... No, yeah, no, it's good. So when do you start? You start like, you've already started or is this a Monday thing? So, uh, so tomorrow is my last day at my current role. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a week leave, which was coincidental, not planned for whatever. At all. Uh, no, no, seriously, not planned mm-hmm. at all for this. And then the week after I start. So mm-hmm. it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I've got a confession to make, Sean, and I think you'll appreciate this okay. uh, probably a little bit more than Vinny. I've been getting an urge, and it's really starting to disgust me, and I'm I'm a little worried. I keep thinking about the Avengers game, and I don't know why. You said this last week. Did I? I'm I'm still feeling it. What Seriously, what is it? Last week, you, you you love the characters, you love the concept, oh. you hate the game, but you want to give it another chance. It's mm. like an ex girlfriend. You're like. Uh, look, it might be better this time. It never is. It never we all is. know how that works out, right? I'm going to try it. No, actually, you know what? <laughs> you tell me where you want to play it. I'll play it with you. All right, done. All right, let's wait right. until the PS5 version comes out. because I've, I've already interested. maxed out one of my character cards. I'm ready for Hawkeye and, and watch what call it. I'll, I'll do it with you. Hawkwoman. Yeah, I'm keen to. What's the, what's the, the lady's name? Um, I don't actually know. That's that's how little interest I've had uh, in the game. Yeah. I know Hawkeye's coming. Yeah, yeah. Vinny, what's happening with you? Any, any exciting news? You... I'm just disgusted by you guys playing Avengers. You seem a little we disgusted. Played it yet. Uh, Even yet, thinking yet. about it. Getting your minds out of the gutter. Look, you'll be saying the same thing about Outriders in three months' time. Mm. I mean, what do you you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go off this podcast. I'm just going to go play League of Legends or Digimon TCG anyway, so you know what I'm... Like, uh, I'm going to stream it and you're going to watch it. Yeah, mm. yeah I'll have <laughs> Digimon TCG going in the other thing. But uh, what's interesting to me, playing basketball again, still losing. It's a, it's a rough it's a rough time to play mixed basketball. When what you do you play? Have... Point guard? Like point shooter? Guard. Point guard. All right. Yeah, yeah you're sure. I, yeah, well, it's, it's mixed basketball. So men aren't allowed in the key. So we're not even allowed under the ring. So I have to play... Yeah, yeah point guard or shooting guard just to be able to play in the so game it's easier to play point guard at least there's no pressure on you yeah except when the other people just pressure you because you're the point guard and you're like if he gives a ball up then we win i'm like yes yeah exactly the only reason happens. i understand basketball rules is because i play a fantasy game <laughs> see fantasy leagues help all yeah fantasy i'm a game. big fantasy league player i used to play fantasy nba and i played fantasy league one season and yeah, yeah. that's pretty much it I'll do all uh, that Josh, stuff. Josh, Josh has like, lost, Josh has lost interest. 
Is this Hello, the new Dragon Age? Like, I was going to ask you guys, are you guys watching WandaVision? No. No. Man, I'm holding out till the season finishes. Exactly. And then I'll watch it. And then, then once the season of uh, Captain America and Winter Soldier finishes, mm. then I'll watch that. And then Loki. Oh, no, man. Yeah, he's I don't know how you're... I'm seeing spoilers everywhere. You don't, I don't know how you guys are avoiding it. You're in the Twitter sphere. A... I'm not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're in the Twitter. But like, you just ignore it. And like, I'm sure Vinny agrees, but like, you can watch it week to week. But the last time I watched a show week to week was Game of Thrones, mm. and I was fucking tearing my hair out. I know like, it's like, every episode. Oh. Have to be disappointed yet again, and mm. so I'm like that. Oh, I'm gonna wait. The entire thing's gonna come out. I'll watch it in three days' time, or maybe two nights, probably one night, and then I'll be up to date. Yeah, I binge yeah. the Mandalorian like that, and then I'll binge One Division like that. The only thing I've watched about sixty episodes of. 50, 60 episode of Attack on Titan. And now now I'm watching week by week by week and it is grueling. I couldn't get through that show. Oh. I was watching, I was like, it's so like grim, but there's no like, I felt like there's no light. No, you know, there like, isn't. That's, <laughs> why I, that's why I couldn't get through it. It's not like, I don't know, uh, Last of Us, where it's like, all right, it's post-apocalyptic, everyone's dying, but I'm like, oh, it's a story of, you know, this guy going with a girl, there's a bit of light in the tunnel. You know, this, I'm like, this is depressing. Everyone, it's Game of Thrones, everyone just fucking dies. Actually, one of my, one of my, one of my but, favorite... But, but it's good. Like, one of my favorite memories of, like, binging and that sort of stuff, I remember, like, we were all working at Game Traders, Netflix just came out to oh. Australia. Mm. And the next day, Vinny rocks up, red-eyed, and it's like, hey, dude, like, did you sleep? Oh, I binge-watched Power Rangers all night. Yeah, my man. <laughs> Lost Galaxy, baby. I remember that very uh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still remember seeing you and just being like, okay, maybe maybe I should get Netflix. Maybe maybe, yeah. maybe we should try that now. You should really watch Power Rangers, Sean. It's, uh, it's, it's... Send me the seasons, I'll watch it. I'll put it on my to-watch list. With it's a... It's no it's longer on Netflix. Yeah, no. Oh, well, I, guess, I, guess I, I guess I won't watch it. Uh, What's missed the boat. Nothing. The boat. Nothing. But I will wrap it up on the conversation of Power Rangers. This has been Busy Playing Something, episode 44. Thank you for those watching live in the chat. If you haven't already, follow us on uh, Twitch, and then head over to our YouTube at Busy Playing Something. Give us a subscribe. If you're there, you might as well go follow Vinny and Sean at Holly Prawn and at Vinny Chance on Twitch. They've all got their own streaming schedules, which you can see. Sean is every Monday, Tuesday, and when no, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Every Monday, Monday every Monday, Wednesday. It's literally two days. It's Monday, Wednesday. I can do. I, I I am open to the concept of doing more days. It's just whether or not I have free time and whether or not Vinny is doing his Digimon TCG. Is it at the moment? Yeah, pretty and much. Le- Digimon TCG and League of Legends, most likely Tuesdays. And if not, whenever I feel like it. Yeah, it is very complicated. Uh, hundred years late, I could barely keep up. I just uh, he's he's always streaming all the time. He's doing a great job. Two days every Monday and Wednesday at seven pm. Twitch.tv slash Holly Deprawn. And then there's Vinny. Who? Uh, what's your? What do you got coming up? Are you planning to grace us with your streaming presence? Or I said I'll stream both tournaments I'm playing in. So that's I think I'm Sunday nine am. I'll be streaming Digimon TCG on. I will be watching that. I'll play that. It's my first locals and it's online. So I'll be playing via tabletop simulator. Would you take advice over comments? 
Yeah, I will. Screw it, I will. All right. Um, just, this, one, this one's a free tournament to play in. And then the other one is on the 21st of March is the actual the card one. And I'll be mm. keen to play that one. And mm. other than that, I'll be streaming, maybe like doing a lot of deck testing on the Tuesdays and probably playing just league. Just trying to get trying to get that grind in league. That's it. Maybe play something mm. new in between. I'm thinking about hooking up my Switch again to the Elgato. Might play stuff in that... Uh, the Elgato sits right there. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Might play some stuff. Thinking about playing Mighty Gunvolt Burst on the Switch because I finally got my limited run games version of Mighty Gunvolt. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. I might look that out. New Super Lucky's Tale, which I have. Yeah, start ticking things off the list. Got Mario Odyssey I haven't played before. Josh will have a state of play coming I've out I've never soon, played right? Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Well, that's how the next one comes. And you can see my streaming schedule. It's uh, never. So yeah. Hey, wait, there's wait, that. State of play. Well, sorry, state of Josh. Uh, well, I feel like the podcast is slowly becoming state of Josh now anyway. So what's the difference? But that, that's a good point. And for those watching in the chat, you know, check out these guys stream and that's what we're trying to do now. We're trying to bring you more busy playing something content, whether that be Vinny's streaming, uh, Sean streaming, playing something. And then we got the podcast here as our kind of anchor point where we meet every Thursday at seven 30. So follow us on all our socials, subscribe to our channels, do all those things that you want to do. You know, if you want to ring the bell, go for it. I'm not going to tell you not to tell them to. But- but I'll tell, them, I'll tell you who. But this has been Busy Playing Something. I've been your host, Joshua Lorosa, joined by He Only Streams Everything, Sean Harron. Thank you. And the Udi, the producer, that is Vincent Condello. That's me. Vinny, do you want to wrap us up with your somber voice? May the power protect you. Peter, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. Oh, it's all perfectly legal. Oh, my God. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? Behold my greatest creation, Mac.